In this episode, I am going to try really hard, Mary, to finish up my temple visit. Just yours? I thought I was along for the ride. Well, when when you say I'm going to visit the temple, you don't really say we. You know what? You've subjected me to this bullshit. So we're doing the we thing. Okay. We are doing the we. We are going to try we to language. Fin- we language. We are going to try to finish up the temple. Okay. Wish us luck. We're going to need it. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter Day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. I am Mary. Hey, guess what? I'm Shelby. <laughs> okay. For all you new listeners out there. All the noobs. Go back to episode one. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly's helpful little reminder. hmm hmm You know, Shelly, before we get into all the temple madness, one more quick reminder. Well, we can remind this all fucking day. Another uh, quick reminder. Another one. This is not the one more. Yep. For that temple fingering book. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't settled on a name yet completely. No, I think we should do a poll. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then we should put a poll up on our Facebook discussion group, and people can send in some votes and maybe submit their own. There you go. By the way, if you are not a member of the Latter-day Lesbian podcast discussion group on Facebook— What the hell's wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, join the group. It's, it's not too badass. late. No. It's never no, too late. No. It's join so up. much fun. Yeah, we have a great time. Not that we're shooting you. What did we learn no, last I'm episode? No, I'm You are? You will regret. That's shaming language. Okay. Did you not learn anything from the Kimberly Anderson episode? <sighs> I haven't finished it. What if I ask nicely? <laughs> Manipulate our listeners. Yes. yes. Tell you what, do what you want, but I will be disappointed if you don't join it. You know what? Hmm. Don't listen to Shelly. <laughs> if you would like to join the group, it is there for you. It's a fun space. It's a supportive space. And you know, if you don't want to join, that's fine. I just don't know what's wrong with you. (laughs) We're still trying to figure that out. Okay. (laughs) Speaking of the group, we want to once again intro that segment called What They Said said to Get Into the Group. All right. Today, we are answering the question once again, what are the names of Mary and Shelley's dogs? Hmm. Here's a vote for Max and Mira. Hmm. Nope. Nope and nope, but those are cute. That is cute. This one says Shama Llama and Rufus. Ooh, Shama Llama. I'm thinking that's our next dog's name. Or our next band name. Yeah, I'm thinking more towards band name maybe than dog. Like I how don't do you know. yell at Shama Llama? Shama Llama! Drop my shoe. Shama Llama, you shit on the floor again. Okay, are we practicing for when we get our non-existent dog that's not named Shama Llama? You can call it whatever you want. <laughs> Uh, llamas are kind of interesting animals. Yeah, they spit and they can be aggressive. You know, I feel like they have camel toe on their face. Oh <laughs> my God. Am I wrong? Nope. <laughs> okay. Glad we had this conversation. Okay, moving on. Thank you. This one, uh, one more vote for Rufus. This says, oh crap, Rufus and Sam. Sorry, can't remember. How many Rufuses <laughs> have we had at this point? You know, I've lost count. We may need to disallow the Rufus going forward. Maybe it's trying to tell us we need a dog named Rufus. It's on you, baby. Oh, I'm the one holding us back from getting another dog? Well, I always embrace the dogs more than you. It takes you a long time to warm up to one, and you have to have a very special connection with said dog. Okay. Am I right? Should we go to therapy over this Yeah. analyze it? Bring, bring, <laughs> right. bring the dogs. <laughs> group therapy? We bring our own group. Uh-huh, All right. Uh-huh. This entry says uh, Freddie and Spot. 
Nope. Then goes on to say, I know one, they have to crate while doing the podcast because normally Mary and Shelley have to yell over the play fighting because the growling is so loud. The second was a rescue who was skin and bones when they got him. Yeah, mm-hmm. skin and bones was Domino, and yeah. he was. So when we got him, he was fully grown, as in an adult, and he weighed 13 pounds, and he is now, I think, around 17 Probably. Yeah. yeah. That's how underweight. And he's not fat. He's like, hey, he's got a little bit extra, but not really. He's very active. Um, but that's how much weight he had to gain. For sure. He was a scrawny little mutt. We saved him. We did. He looks like a little terrier. Feral badger. Wiener schnitzel feral badger. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm just going to go with straight up feral, <laughs> feral badger. badger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the last one, which answers the question, what are Mary and Shelley's dogs' names? The answer is, actually, I'm not sure, but you are going to put a two-foot beach in your backyard. Well, that is true, <laughs> sort of. Two foot. <laughs> it's bigger than that. Damn, two-foot beach is tiny. <laughs> I'm going to file that under the why bother category. <laughs> <laughs> My turn to stand on the beach and look at the sunset. I can't walk on the beach. Can we put a lawn circles. chair on it? Yeah, for two feet. A really skinny lawn chair. Skinny-ass lawn chair. (laughs) We may have to go on a diet to be able to fit on that lawn chair. (laughs) We did end up putting sand under the kiddie pool. It worked out well. It worked out well until um, the lawn guy came by with the weed whacker and uh, put a hole in it. And we couldn't find the hole. Oh, we tried. We we, really tried. He whacked the weeds a little too close. He whacked the shit out of that kiddie pool. Yeah. I'm just going to say Did you ever order another kiddie pool for next year? I haven't done that yet. Okay. Is there any more boring things we should talk about before (laughs) moving on? Oh, well, we could talk about our dreams. Oh, my God. This is so me and so you. (laughs) Should I describe my dreams first and you describe your dream? So your dreams are sort of a theme. Yes. It's like a recurring theme. Yes. It depends on the week, but typically once or twice a week, it depends. Mary has to wake me up from my dream because I'm screaming Mm -hmm. um, because I'm being chased by some man who is trying to do me severe harm. Not Mm -hmm. just like chasing me to catch me, like chasing me to kill me in a violent, brutal way. Yeah. Those are my dreams. Mary, what are your dreams? Well, the other day I dreamt about arugula, which is my favorite (laughs) green. (laughs) The fuck? How can you be like that, you know, even kill and chill that you wake up, you're like, oh, I dreamt about arugula. And I'm like, I dreamt people were murdering me. I dreamt I was going to make a chimichurri out of arugula and parsley. Well, that's, that's what a I dreamt. Deeper of a dream there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, chimichurri is a shit. You make I love some it. good chimichurri oh, out of so that good. arugula. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've never made it out of arugula. Maybe it was God giving you inspiration, like you know, write the Book of Mormon or mm. make chimichurri with your arugula. <laughs> They're so similar. They are like the exact same thing. I would actually rather join a religion that worships arugula. And chimichurri. It actually nourishes and strengthens you versus anything in the Book of Mormon. Hell from the navel. <laughs> Marrow in the... Bones. Bone broth. Okay, so <laughs> that's the difference between my dreams and Shelley's dreams. Mm. I think you have PTSD, personally. Oh, yeah. You have so many nightmares so frequently. To straighten this out, I was never chased down and nearly killed by anyone. But I do think it's— Metaphorically. Yes. There's something going on there's there. There's something happening. Yeah. And I have actually agreed and want to and have set the appointment to go back to therapy. 
I know. Uh, Mary's been encouraging it for a while now, and I just <laughs> haven't been able to put that on my list of shit to do. When I went to my last therapist, he was phenomenal, and he helped me get through my coming out of the closet mm-hmm. and getting out of the marriage and, you know, yeah. the kids and all that guilt. I mean, that was that was a lot. And looking back, I really haven't ever gone to therapy to get those feelings out about my upbringing, my Mormon upbringing. Right. Yeah. You haven't processed that with a therapist yet. Mm-mm, have not. You've processed it on a podcast. I have. And which it's is been, helpful. It's been extremely helpful and healing and soothing. Um, but I think in my journey, I've come to the point now where, not that I'm stagnant, that's not what I'm saying, but I I feel like there's just trash in me. Um, not trash. I'm not trashy. There's some gunk that needs to be kind of opened up and let out. There's some Is things that, to explore. Okay. <laughs> Arugula versus someone chasing you and trying to kill you. Got it. I'm coming up with recipes in my in my dreams. <laughs> I'm coming up with escape routes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, when you escape, uh-huh. I will have a lovely dinner with chimichurri. Mm. Whatever is the protein of choice, we're going to top that shit Baby, with chimichurri. <laughs> you take care of me. You're so special. Thank you. I'm going to let you catch your breath mm-hmm. from your chase mm-hmm. and uh, probably hold you because yes. that seems appropriate. Could you hold me and feed me something with Absolutely. chimichurri? Absolutely. It's uh, a little weird. It's nope. a little like no. um, mama bird, baby bird. As long as I can snuggle into the breasts and you feed me chimichurri, <laughs> I, I'm good. You know what? Fuck that. I'm canceling my therapy appointment. That <laughs> yeah. is what I need. <laughs> this is all the therapy you need? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, therapy appointment will not be canceled. All right. Well, that is exciting. So we'll wait for that report. Okay. <laughs> Return and report. <laughs> you know you know I will. Oh, I know you will. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's next? Well, next, I'm thinking we do a foom pod. Oh, yeah? Cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon's phrase of the day. Okay, Mary. Yes, The inspiration Shelley. for this foom pod came from our good friend, Diana. Mm-hmm. She's been on the show a couple of times. Everyone knows Diana. A couple, a couple few. It also lines up perfectly with where we are in the temple today. Well, she mentioned something a couple of weeks ago when we had her on. You weren't there. I wasn't there. So is that where it came from? Well, she mentioned a Fumpad. I don't know. What is it? The fucked up Mormon phrase of the day today is the law of consecration. Yes, this is the one that she mentioned. I did not look it up. Scout's honor. This was a rule pertaining to the act of consecration within the temple environs. Okay. <laughs> it's your consecration to your future mate or some kind of bullshit. Big old. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know what it is. What is it? Okay, I'm going to tell you. So I actually put a shout out on social media, meaning Facebook, and asked people, hey, can you send me some better information about the law of consecration? And I can always count on my Exmo friends. So this one came in. This is an awesome website. And actually, I'm going to use this to go through a bunch of other stuff later. There's some good shit in here. All righty. On February 4th of 1831, Joseph Smith received a revelation calling Edward Partridge to be the first bishop of the church. And five days later, on February 9th, Joseph received another revelation detailing The Law of Consecration. Okay. This new revelation directed the Latter-day Saints to impart their land and money to the church. Oh. And was intended to be an everlasting (laughs) order for the benefit of my church and for the salvation of men until I come. 
Until what Jesus, Jesus yeah, comes he's, back? Yeah, he's, of Missouri. course he's saying Jesus said this, obviously. Okay. So basically he's swindling people out of land and money and whatever. Yes. And calling it Jesus's law. Yes. And then we will divvy out to what you all need. We're going to be interviewing someone very soon by the name of Brenda Nicholson. And she uh, was born and raised, grew up and has since left the FLDS church. And we were watching something about that on TV the other day. And it talked about this law of consecration. Really? Where they still practice that. Everyone gives the prophet of the time all of their shit. Huh. And that you're then you're supposed to be able to go to the storehouse and get just what you need. Okay. And the segment that I watched is people would go to the storehouse and there was just fucking nothing there. Wow. Like they were starving, but still giving everything, but starving. Uh, so fucked up. Yeah. So here's some fun stuff that you listeners might not know about the law of consecration. As members joined the order, so this was called the United Order. So even bigger, better Mormonism. When was that called the United Order? This is all order. in the same time. Okay. Yeah. As members joined the order, they were given new names. So is this a different new name than you get in your endowment Uh Uh-huh. So you have yet another new name? Well, yeah. Joseph Smith (laughs) has a bunch. You ready? (laughs) Joseph Smith is called Barak Ale, Enoch, and Gazalam. Well, we heard about Barak Ale We did. We did. That was a foom pod from uh, fucking Bryce Bryce. Blankenagle that we both (laughs) did not get. The lovely and wonderful Bryce Blankenagle from the Naked Mormonism podcast. Fuck you, Bryce Blankenagle. So violent. No wonder you have violent dreams. I know. I want to share some more of these new names because they are so made the fuck up. No, they came to lots of people. These were people who were in the United Order. Newell K. Whitney is now called Ahashda. Ahashda. Sydney Rignan is now called Benami. Martin Harris is called Mahamson. Oliver Cowdery is called Olaiha. Sydney Rigdon received another pretty name, Pelagorum D. Pellegrino. Jo- <laughs> uh, unfortunately, no. The store was called Ozanda. And Frederick G. Williams was called Shoder Laumak. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't try those pronunciations at home, kids. Oh, God. Okay, here's one last little paragraph about it. Members began formally practicing a united order for a short time, but Joseph soon lost interest in the concept because it attracted too many impoverished saints, and Joseph wanted to collect money, not spend it. Also, people squabbled over property and assets. Some saints sized up the church as a fraud and left, losing everything. So you give all this shit, and then you're like, you know what? I'm starting to think it's all fake. (laughs) And then you leave, and you get nothing. Yeah. Well, that was special. Um, I don't really understand what United Order is. So this was like the the more strict community they built with the consecration. And, uh, you know, we will get into that with our interview with Brenda because that's kind of an FLDS thing at this point. They're still holding on to this United Order yes, thing, whatever yes, that is. and it's whack-a-mole. Uh-huh. Something I, I'm enjoying about learning about consecration is Joseph Smith's like, let's start this. Everyone bring their things and we will divvy them out so that everyone is equal. And then he's like, wait, where'd the poor people come from? Nah, never mind. This shit isn't working. <laughs> like, Right. Yeah. The people who might really need the stuff. Exactly. So uh-huh. even if, I mean, you could say that his intentions were, were valid and good and, and moral. But then when the poor people who need it, he's like, nah, never mind. So no, those weren't his intentions. There are no good intentions because if you're collecting people's things and mm-hmm. their money and then you get to decide who gets what. Right. Well, God. Uh-huh. I mean, it's all bullshit. You know you're skimming off the best shit for yourself. Of course, Joseph Smith was in so much debt he when he died. He was a con man. He was a total con man. Okay, ew. Seriously, I'm starting to think it's all fake. Just putting that out there. 
Right. Well, that's the Foom Pod, and there you have it. Mm, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, before we dive into the temple, I know that's going to be taking up a big chunk of today's episode. Yeah, we're going to finish that shit up. All right. Mm-hmm. Promises, promises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see where we get to. <laughs> Let's take a little break. Want to? Um, sure. Come back and nosedive right into that temple. Nosedive and belly flop okay. right into that temple. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Be right back. Okay, are we back to the temple? I do believe we are. Okay. Uh, last time we left off with the sure sign of the nail. Yeah, it's a token. It's a handshake yes. where your pointer finger goes on where yes. Christ's nail hole would be on his wrist. No. No? Nope, that's the sure sign of the nail. Uh, okay. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> Mary, why are you not getting this? It's so simple and it makes so much sense. Why are there two it's, signs of the nail here. handshakes? This is the sign of the nail. Oh, that's so stupid. Okay, so— I just gave myself the handshake. Shelly is gesturing to the middle of her palm. Yes, it's the short— No, that's the it's sign the sign of the of nail. The nail. So what do you think the sure sign is going to be? Where it really was, was it was on his wrist. <laughs> this will make sure he doesn't crash <laughs> off that damn cross. Which is so stupid. If they think that that's so not legit, the one in the middle of his palm, why include it at all? Yeah, why do they start nailing him through the, the hand they and like, it. he's about to fall. I mean, Put they, it in the wrist. I'm, I don't know. If this is scientifically proven that people were, when they were crucified, this is a horrible conversation, by the way, that they went into the wrist instead of the palm, then why Joseph Smith even include it? So it's like, basically, we're going to show you the fake handshake that really didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to show you the real one. But just so you know, this that I'm showing you right now, this is the sign of the, the nail. sign of the Thumb. nail. In the middle, finger, the middle of your palm. Yes. So when you get into heaven, it's like, okay, Jesus. So here's the sign of the nail, which we all know wasn't the way you were really crucified. So let me show you the sure sign of the nail. Why don't they have a token that's a stab of the spear through the oh, side? I don't know. You tell me. Joseph or Smith, you didn't think the, of this. All the points on his forehead where the thorns <laughs> hit him. We are laughing about Jesus's pain. <laughs> I know, it's horrible. You know what, though? Jesus, if there is a Jesus, he thinks it's fucking hilarious what we're saying right now. Because he's like, yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, I'm sure he's still laughing about it 2,000 years later. Well, yeah, I mean, we're funny. It takes about 2,000 years to get over a crucifixion, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Too soon, Jesus? Too soon? <laughs> Just get over and move on, Jesus. Wow. Have this you not processed forever. that yet? God. I need to give him my therapist number. <laughs> and we might need out. Kimberly Anderson to help with <laughs> Jesus' drama. Why don't we invite Jesus on the show next time Kimberly's on and really just help him get his wow, shit Wow, you out. think you have like PTSD dreams. <laughs> Jesus had a nail in the palm and the wrist. <laughs> Both. So one didn't work, so then they switched to the other one. Here's what I was told. And then this is my dad telling me the story. And this is when I was a kid, and it totally stuck with me. And I don't know if he had just learned that in Sunday school that day or what, but he told me that when they nailed Jesus to the cross, they put it in his palm. And then, because that wouldn't be strong enough to hold someone up, then they nailed him through their wrist. And I remember him telling me this, and it was like this guilt feeling coming at me, like, oh, my God, then the wrist— Poor, poor Jesus. And he died for me, and I need to be obedient. Yeah. Okay, so I've got a question for you, Terry Johnson. Let me get him on the horn. Go ahead. You think Jesus was the first person to ever be crucified? You think that they just experimented on Jesus? They did that shit to people all the time. Jesus wasn't special. They didn't, like, make it worse on Jesus. (laughs) According to Shelley, 
<laughs> Jesus' death wasn't special, you guys. <laughs> I mean, logically, look so at it. So many people were crucified. Oh Take God, a Jesus. number, Jesus. Are you whining about that thing again? Like, everybody wow. goes through this. <laughs> When's that therapy appointment? <laughs> it's next week. <laughs> okay. Wow. Don't you understand what I'm saying at all, though? <laughs> well, yeah, it was a very common way, I guess, of killing people, which sucks and is sad. Yeah. They hadn't invented the Iron Maiden or drawing and quartering yet. Um, they might have. <laughs> I don't know. Um, people died in a way more painful way on Game of Thrones. I could start naming them off. But my like point— Like Theon? It, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that was not great. No. My point, again, is— Ooh, Ramsey Bolton was yes. basically eaten by his dogs. I was he? happy for that moment, actually. <laughs> he was such a dick. <laughs> so my point is that this focus on how Jesus died and it was so horrible and talking all about it and whatnot, like— it is horrible, but it's not the worst way to go. According to Shelley. <laughs> it's not the worst well, way to go. Know. Well, I don't want to list the ways to go, but trust me, I could come up with a lot of worse ways to go. Okay. Anyway, well, shall we get back to the hard-hearted temple? Hard-hearted Shelley over here. <laughs> Jesus, you're not special. That's what I'm taking away from this episode. I'm saying the way he died was not special. It wasn't any worse than anyone else who got crucified. Well, that's true. Thank you. Except for maybe Peter, who was upside down. Was he, though? Oh, that's what he said. I've never heard that. Read your fucking New Testament. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. You're only reading the restored gospel. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God. We're going to never get through this temple episode Mm, if we don't. Should we dive into the temple? Yes. Do it. So we are now to the part in the temple that is the law of consecration. Oh. What a coincidence. Okay. So Peter— who is now the old man standing in all white, looking at people, but the voice is coming from above. Is he still the one who died upside down on the cross? Correct. This is after that. Does he walk around in his head now? Yes. <laughs> he just does handstands? Uh-huh, and there are holes in his feet and his hands and his wrists. <laughs> his hands and his wrists, because they never learn their lesson about crucifixion. No. Like, <laughs> God damn it, is he ripping again? again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone needs to fire those Roman soldiers because they just can't figure that shit out. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. Literally. Okay. Uh Peter's voice says, a couple will now come to the altar. And then the witness couple comes forward and kneels at the altar. We are instructed to give unto you the law of consecration as contained in the book of Doctrine and Covenants. Okay, wait. So if we go back to what we know from the Foompod of what the law of consecration is, does this witness couple have to give over all their belongings and shit? Yeah, they usually come with, like, a car and, like, a deed to their house. <laughs> they just give it all away right then and <laughs> right there. Right then and there, they sign that. That's why no one wants to be the witness couple, by the way. <laughs> We're instructed to give unto you the law of consecration as contained in the Book of Doctrine and Covenants, which is the new fake scriptures that um, Joseph Smith started writing. The officiator picks up a copy of the Doctrine and Covenants from the altar and holds it up in view of all patrons. And by the way, they're always scriptures that are bound in white. Of course. And, like, gross plastic on the outside of it. Have you guys noticed that, by the way, in the temple? They're never just like the leather-bound ones. They're always um, like— Like have plastic sleeves on them Yeah. Why? Who's going to get it dirty in the temple? It just fucking sits there on the altar. And don't the old people wash their hands before they pick it up? So everything's white in the temple. Yes. Even the copies of the Book of Mormon. Because when you go to the Marriott Hotel, the Book of Mormon is not white. It's like blue. Correct. Okay. Okay, now he's talking again. In connection with the law of the gospel and the law of sacrifice, which you have already received— It is that you do consecrate yourselves, your time, talents, and everything which the Lord has blessed you, 
or with which he may bless you to the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for the building up of the kingdom of God on the earth and for the establishment of Zion. So basically, this is saying, going forth, you two suckers right here, this witness couple, and all of you paying attention need to give of everything, your time, your tithing, your time, your talents. Yep, you said time twice. Your but yeah, time. Because that's how much time you fucking spend. <laughs> and that goes back, I think, to a lot of how no one wants to turn down a calling. Well, I promise that I give of my time, you mm-hmm. know, and my talents. Oh, okay, well, I played basketball once, so if they're calling me to be the beehive basketball coach, which I had to be once and it fucking sucked, oh, that's my talent, I should give of that. It's stupid. Beehive basketball sounds like the lamest organization ever. It is, because typically these are 12-year-old girls who have never held a ball in their life. Mm -hmm. And totally, I'm stereotyping. I know. Don't write in. Or write in. I don't care. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they just suck. And they're whiny. I know I sound horrible right now. I'm just remembering my experience. (laughs) When does Mormon ball, though, get so crazy and competitive? When does that happen? Oh, that happens at 12. Oh. It depends on where you live. If you're in Utah, they might have like the beehive team and the whatever team. And if there's a lot of kids, Mm -hmm. right? But typically it's going to be 12 through 17 all on the same team of the girls, right? Mm -hmm. And you play against your other wards. So it starts like right then and there. Because it's violent. Oh, supposedly. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about it. That's what I keep hearing. We'll have a talk about that. Okay, looking forward to that. All right, moving on. So after Peter tells you you have to give all your shit up, he says, all arise. Everybody stands up. Each of you bring your right arm to the square. Oh, so now we're fucking promising to do this. You and each of you covenant and promise before God, angels, and these witnesses at this altar that you do accept the law of consecration as contained in blah, 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 the doctor. So it's the same thing. Then each of you bow your head and say yes. You bow your head and say yes. So here's the thing. At this point, you're through most of the, of the temple ceremony. And now, like, really, are you going to be like, oh, shit, I don't want to, I don't want to promise that to God. No, you're going to go through the whole damn thing. So now you have promised to God, you will give the church all of your shit. All your time, all your talents. talents. What was the other one? Time. <laughs> money. It's time, talents, and everything which the Lord has blessed you. So basically they're saying you got to give all your shit to the church. You're, you're, you're promising God. Yep. Because God needs you to just be a busy little bay all the time. Listen, God is broke as fuck. You know why? Because mm. the Mormons have all of the money. For sure. So we've all bowed our heads and said yes. And then that will do. And then we sit down. Are you ready? I'm ready. We will now, this is Peter talking, we will now give unto you the second token of the Melchizedek priesthood. The, the patriarch- sure Let sign me of the this nail. Is my to shine. <laughs> <laughs> the patriarchal grip or the sure sign, sign of, of the, the nail. nail. Not the fake sign of the nail no. that we did earlier. This no, is the this sure is the, this is the sign sure of the nail. <laughs> With its accompanying sign. That this always seemed like shitty sentence structure. The sure sign of the nail and its accompanying With sign? With its accompanying sign. So this is the sure sign, but there's also a sign that accompanies it. Don't you know to never put two of the same word, like, within <laughs> three words of each other? Who the fuck? Okay, grammar Spell geniuses. Spell check. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's the sign? We're going to get there. Okay. Okay. This token, here we go. This token has reference to the crucifixion of the Savior when he was placed upon the cross. The crucifiers drove nails through the palms of his hands. Then, fearing that the weight of his body would cause the nails to tear through the flesh of the hands, they drove nails through his wrists. 
Hence, in the palm is the sign of the nail, and in the wrist is the sure sign of the nail, or the nail in the sure place. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> How many names can we give it? Also, I'm calling bullshit on this. What? That Jesus was the first one they experimented on about this whole wrist palm thing. We've talked about it. There were two other prisoners crucified. Oh, and supposedly. he was the, not the first person crucified. Yeah, remember he was like, what is he? He forgives the two prisoners on either yeah. side. Of, I can't remember the language. Baracus or some other person. I don't remember. I might have totally made that up. Yeah, it is funny because it's like they drove the nails through the palms of his hands and then fearing that the weight of his body could cause them. Like, why would you be afraid? You know that shit's going to happen. These Roman soldiers, like, take notes. Like, they have oh, short-term yeah. memory problems. They do. That's why I'm like, take notes. Oh, yeah, that guy's hand ripped all the way through. Maybe we should start doing all of them with a nail in the wrist. Right? I'm thinking they figured that out before Jesus came along. Well, not according to the temple ceremony. And that is God's word. Okay, well, we know it's fake. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Anyway, this token is given by clasping the right hands, interlocking the little fingers, and placing the tip of the forefinger upon the center of the wrist in this manner. And the officiator demonstrates it. So now you've got a finger. On your pulse, basically. Pulse. Yes. I'm trying to. She's this, trying to this, do this is a handshake, handshake you cannot give yourself. Okay. So, of course, then you say, we desire all to receive it. So now everyone's got to fucking stand up and you got to sit there and wait while the temple worker with COVID all over her or his hands goes around touches everyone. And then if any of you have not received this, you will please raise your hand. This token has a name and sign, but no penalty is mentioned. However, you will be under the same sacred obligation of secrecy in connection with this token and sign as you are with the other tokens and signs of the holy priesthood, which you have received in the temple this day. I thought it was sacred, not secret. When, where is they that mentioned? They fucked this up bad. No, it's, it's sacred. Secret. It's sacred, not secret. It's a secrecy. It should have said secrecy. That's not a word. <laughs> not a word. <laughs> but I'm surprised it wasn't I'm put surprised it didn't make that word up. <laughs> Just for this. Just for this. The name of this token will not be given unto you at this stage of the endowment, but it will be given later on. We already learned the name of it. What? The name of this token is the patriarchal grip or the sure sign of the nail. No. Wait. <laughs> Isn't that the name of it? Are you just making shit up? No, hang on now. You just blew my world right now. Hang on. I thought that's what it was called. Look, pause so I can think about this. No, I'm right. I'm right. I will prove that rightness when we get to the veil. Okay. I hope. I'm so fucking confused. I spend the entire time listening to this temple shit so confused. Uh-huh. Imagine feeling like you have to memorize this shit. Shit that doesn't make any damn sense. Correct. And also feeling that everyone around you has it memorized and you're just a fuck Because everyone's trying to look like they're on top of all their shit and they're like, oh, I know this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so you are like, I don't want to stick out. I don't want to feel like I'm the idiot. Mm-hmm. That's why you race in the dressing part of it, like <laughs> swapping the robes and shit. You just repeat the shit you're supposed to and do the handshakes and just hope you get through it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, robe, apron, sash, veil. Robe, apron, sash, veil. God. Yeah. So stupid. It fucking sucks. Okay. Moving on. Blah, blah, blah. It'll be given later on. So now we're going to learn the sign. So we don't know the name. Here comes the sign. I thought we knew the name already. No. We know the token. <sighs> The token is the handshake. 
It's called, oh my God. <laughs> Listeners, if you haven't thought at least 40 times by now that this is so stupid and made up, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. All right, just get me to the fucking veil. I'm already. trying, I'm trying. Okay, we're gonna learn the sign. And let me remind everyone, we're gonna do um, pre-1990s sign. The sign is made by raising both hands high above the head. The officiator demonstrates this. And by the way, has there ever been a time when the officiator raises hands up high <laughs> and his white suit jacket doesn't come up to, like, just below his chest. No, that's fun. Every time. Every time. <laughs> and the sleeves drop down to, like, mid-forearm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The officiator demonstrates it. And while lowering the hands, repeating aloud the words, pay, lay, ale. Pay, lay, ale. Mary's watching me like I'm crazy. Pay, lay, ale. Ale. So that is the sign or the name? The sign. The sign. The sign. So, all right, let me get Although this Although it has words. <laughs> Jesus. Those are the words. You just said words. No, I know. Although it has words. This sign has okay. words that go with it. Okay. When you get to the celestial kingdom or whatever, and they're trying to let you in, but you got to know all this stuff. Yeah. You got to do the handshake to somebody when you get there. Yes. The and multiple then, handshakes. Right. Well, let's just talk about this particular one right okay. now. Yes. You got to do this handshake. And then do the weird ass. And then you got to do this pale ale thing with your arms above your head. Yes. And, and wait till you hear what the name of it is, but it's not till later. Okay. I still think we've heard the name already, but no. is that a nickname? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, there's a name, name, like a name. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and you don't get to learn it till you're at the veil. It's very special. How are you going to remember any of this shit? But when you die, and someone's testing you, and they're like, Pele Ale. Didn't we- well, they've changed it. They changed the words that you say while you're making the sign. So you don't 90s. do this Pele Ale thing anymore. No, now you say, oh God, hear the words of my mouth. Right. And every time people raise their arms, you can like hear this, you know, this this audible. Snap of the like, arms going well, the, up. Well, the clothing rustling. Mm. Didn't we do Pele Ale as a foam pod one time? Did, yeah. Okay. Also, I remember where when I'm wearing my all my getup and doing this. Oh God, here was my mouth. I feel like I can never get my arms all the way up because all of the clothing of like <laughs> like dragged me, and I was afraid if I put them all the way up, then like the veil would come off. Don't ever put that shit on again. Seriously, <laughs> it was such a turnoff. I'm just gonna tell you that. Right now. I think that will keep you turned off for like a year. It was that bad. Probably. Moving on. Now we're gonna hear about that. Peter says again, when Adam was driven out of the Garden of Eden, he built an altar and offered prayer. And these are the words that he uttered, which interpreted are, oh God, hear the words of my mouth, repeated three times. I have a question. Mm -hmm. When you repeat something, like if I said, hey, Mary, say the word Mary. Mary. Now repeat it three times. Three more times? That's four times total. That's what always confused me. <laughs> you're just so, now confused about no, the no, 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 no. The, the entire time I went to the temple. <laughs> so you're supposed. To, it says, "Oh God, hear the words of my mouth," repeated three times. Well, then that's four times total. Thank you, Joseph Smith. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? You got to read through this shit. What education level are we talking about with none? Joe? Third grade. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So they do all that shit, and then Peter says, "That will do," and we all sit down. And then he says, with the robe on the right shoulder, you are prepared to be taught the true order of prayer and to be introduced at the veil. Are you excited? Well, that we finally get to go to this fucking veil? Not yet. True order of prayers first. And that takes so fucking long. Is this the same thing as the prayer circle? Yeah. Okay. 
But it's called the true order of well, yeah. prayer. But people stand around in a circle? Can I read? Yeah, go for it. So Peter says, a few of you, including couples, I just said it exactly like he says it, by the way, will please come forward and form a circle around the altar. So now the audio recording stops. So Peter's voice stops. And the officiator now is talking in his own words for the first oh, time. Wow. He says something to the following effect. We would like to invite the witness couple to take their place at the head of the altar and an equal number of brothers and sisters to join us in the circle. Any receiving their own personal endowment and any who are about to be married are especially invited to join us in this prayer circle at this time. So how do you figure out if you go up there or not? It's voluntary. Is it a big group generally that gathers up there? It depends. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I've seen really huge ones. I've seen little bitty ones. But you just have to make sure you can form this circle around the altar and homeboy who's going to be kneeling down and saying a prayer with the white plastic-covered Bible in front of him. Book of Mormon or Bible? Doctrine and Covenants? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. Oh my God. So he talks, and then the tape recording again resumes. Okay. Now this is the narrator. This is no longer Peter. This is a whole new voice. Okay. Oh. Only the best of feelings should exist at the circle. If any of you have unkind feelings toward any member of this circle, you are invited to withdraw so that the spirit of the Lord may be unrestrained. <laughs> so they're like, if you're fighting with your spouse right now, go sit the fuck down. God doesn't want to hear your bad attitude. You better be in good spirits to approach the prayer circle. <laughs> Shame. Leave your attitude at the door, son. <laughs> oh, my God. So true. God. In the circle, we make the signs of all the tokens of the holy priesthood. This is why it takes forever. How many are there? We just went through them. Okay, I just know the sign of the nail and the sure sign of the nail. Don't you remember the Aaronic priesthood? That had uh, signs and tokens a, and shit. Was that another handshake? That was so long ago. <laughs> the first token of the Aaronic priesthood is the knuckle. Okay. The second is between the knuckles. Oh, God. I don't know. Did we go through, like, what the handshakes really I reviewed that like? last episode because you were like, I don't know. You didn't talk about it. I would it. make the worst Mormon, you guys. <laughs> I would suck at Mormonism. <laughs> this is not the religion for me. Not really? <laughs> You're just figuring that For so out. many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> One is I don't want to memorize a bunch of stupid shit. It's so stupid. <laughs> Putting your fingers between knuckles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if God needs you to remember certain stupid ritualistic gestures and handshakes yep. to prove your worth to get into heaven. Yeah. No, thank you. No. And that's something that I thought about a lot as I was leaving the church because Brent was still very into the ordinances and the rituals. He he enjoys that kind of thing. Like rituals mean, you know, God is about rituals, New Testament, Old Testament. It's a very holy thing. And I'm like, any fucking God who cares about this stupid shit, mm -hmm. I don't want to worship him. People who think that that's like how you're proving your worth. Yeah. And they memorize all the shit. So I am superior to yeah. this person over here that couldn't remember all the things. Yeah, it has nothing in the to do right with how order. you acted. Yeah. No, it's just I was somehow more worthy yeah. because I remembered all the stupid shit in the right order. Yeah. And now, the stupid names and the signs and tokens of each of the things. Right. And I don't know if Brent believes all that anymore. We haven't discussed it. But if you're a believer in the Old Testament, that's all fucking well, like, sacrifices. Yeah. I don't know. Jesus supposedly came, so we didn't have to worry about all the sacrifices and everything. Yeah. Did Jesus have, like, ritual things that he wanted people to do? He washed 
people's feet and stuff. Yes. They were probably really dirty. However, <laughs> to me, that was a sign of respect and love, uh-huh. but it wasn't like you have to wash them exactly this way, you know? Probably if you're in a closed room with that many stinky feet, you might want to wash them. Be like, you know what? Before we get started today, <laughs> let's go ahead and wash feet. Y'all nasty. <laughs> and you're not coming in my hut with those nasty-ass feet. Right? No. That's what I'm thinking. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a loving gesture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus was loving. Supposedly. That's <laughs> about to say, real Jesus, fake Jesus, Jesus with the holes in his wrists. I don't know. Or, or the palms, because we <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Once again, Roman soldiers, fuck, he's ripping off. <laughs> kind of reminds us of trying to um, mount a TV yesterday. We are not <laughs> discussing that on this episode, because we have a lot to get to. Maybe next episode. And it kind of ripped out of the wall, similar to the nail holes that ripped out of the palms. <laughs> right? <laughs> so close. It's so almost similar. exact. It's almost identical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, Okay. um, I'm going to go on. Keep going, please. Continue. So at this point, we're all standing in a circle, and it has to be boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl with an equal number. Well, you got to make sure that the the genders are all divided up equally. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll begin by making the sign of the first token. So basically, you have to do all of the signs and the executions, pre-90s. There's the, you mean the penalties? No, what are the executions? Execution of the penalty, I'm sorry. Uh, Execution, you have to do the penalty. You Mm -hmm. execute the penalty. With the little... Yeah, the first is um, left ear. Yeah. Slit our throat. Then we do the second token. And now we're cutting our breast open and, you know, blood's flowing. I hate to damage a perfectly good breast. That'd be the hardest part. I think if I do that, I would go way under my breast, like kind of rib cage and see if they notice. Because I don't want to rip up my breast. Don't do it. Nope. So then we do the first token. Because I priesthood, blah, blah, blah. We execute the penalty, which is the thumb across the lower part of the body. So, you know, making your gut spill out. Mm-hmm. And then we do the, oh, God, hear the words of my mouth. Hey, repeated lay, three times, which is four. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we've done all that again. Now the guy, meaning the coming out of the speaker again. We have here a list of names of persons who are sick or otherwise afflicted, whom we are requested to remember in our prayer. We will place this list upon the altar and request the faith of those present in behalf of those persons. Okay, so you've got the scriptures on it, and then they just bring out this thing that looks like scriptures. It's like a white case, a zippery case, and supposedly all the names are in there of people that we're specifically blessing. So if you didn't get your name in there, you're fucked. So that was happened beforehand? So when you go in the temple, this, I'm sure this is- there this, like a prayer box? You just, there is. There's little bitty prayer boxes with little bitty pencils, kind of like when you go mini golfing and there's like the little pencils okay. and little stacks of paper. So you it's put someone's thing. name in it's, the it's, prayer yes, box. It's like mini golf, but people's name to be prayed over. And supposedly they collect these before this ceremony and they put them in a briefcase yeah, or whatever Yeah, some poor wanker's got to type it up and put it in the- They're typed? Well, I don't know. I never actually see in it. It could just be empty, and they're just saying that. That's I don't what I'm know. thinking. Yeah, My money's too. on empty. Yeah, yeah, good. Okay, so the people's names, blah, blah. And then it says, the sisters in the room will please veil their faces. Why? So women got to cover your face up. What's that for? I've never understood that. Um, the way it's been explained to me is 10,000 ways, but the one that I tried to make feel okay was it was just a way of showing respect. Why don't the men have to veil their faces? Yeah, I don't know. It never felt right to me, all of the explanations. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that. Okay. So we've now veiled our faces. Mm -hmm. Each brother in the circle will take the sister at his left by the right hand in the patriarchal grip. And promenade your sister home. (laughs) (laughs) Bow to your partner. Dosey, do your partner. That. I would have stayed in the church for that shit. I'd have paid my fucking tithing. Okay, so... 
You've got the dude next to you in the patriarchal grip. So if you're a woman, this is the first time gripping a man's hand. Okay. Could be a total stranger. Could be ah. your spouse. Nobody knows. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then each of you bring your left arm to the square and rest it upon the shoulder or arm of the person at your left. So if you're a woman and the guy to the left of you is like six foot seven and you can't reach his shoulder, you're supposed to put it on his arm instead. Okay. And then the dude on your other side is now Pretty putting tall. is now putting his <laughs> elbow on your shoulder. And God damn it, if men don't know how to make their arms less heavy, please. I would have someone like dragging my shoulder down like I'm getting a back cramp if the fucking guy at the altar like said the longest ass prayer. Anyway, you're now in the circle. Women's faces are covered. You're in this weird design where everyone's connected. This is so eyes wide shut to me. Did you right? ever see that movie? No, but if we were naked, that's exactly, exactly <laughs> I think they had what robes on. I think they had robes on. Well, some of them did. Okay. We should watch that movie. Okay, that's up next. Then it says, those in the circle will repeat the words of the prayer. Okay, so here's the thing. So far, the officiator is not up in there, right? He's like, I don't know where he's hanging out. Everyone's made this circle. Everyone's all connected up, but now the officiator has to bust through the circle. It's like Red Rover, Red Rover. He's got to bust through the circle to get to the altar. Why didn't he just start out in the middle? I, I know. And I was always <laughs> thinking, like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, so he busts in there. He kneels at the altar and makes the sign of the second token of the Aaronic Priesthood by bringing his right hand forward with a blah, blah, blah. So he makes the sign while he says the prayer. This is not culty at all. I thought the sign was Pele Ale. No, that's a different sign. He makes the sign of the second token of the Aaronic Priesthood. The Aaronic. Oh, I don't know why they picked Melchizedek. that. Not Melchizedek. Okay. No, they picked that. And then the prayer is spoken by the officiator who decides its form and content. He speaks a few sentences at a time, which are repeated in unison by the patrons of the circle. After the prayer, the patrons in the circle release the grip, the officiator rises, and the audio tape resumes. So the dude pushes the button on the audio tape. I have been to the temple a shit ton of times. Mm-hmm. And I always hated the officiator who said prayers were a thousand sentences long. Mm -hmm. So fucking boring. And when you've got this veil covering your head and all these clothes on and some dude with a heavy ass arm. (laughs) Must have been hot in there. Oh God. (laughs) And half the time I was pregnant, like three fourths of the time and I'm just dying of the heat and dudes going on and on and on and on and on. Hate it. One thing that I also hated was when, because we're supposed to repeat it, right? Can't believe you went so many times. Well, I was being righteous. (laughs) (laughs) So another thing I hated, and people listening who they've been through the temple, they're like, oh, my God, I hated that, too, was when the guy, the officiator, would give a sentence you're supposed to repeat, but he made it too long, and no one could remember what it was at the end. (laughs) (laughs) So he'd be like, we thank you, O Father, for the missionaries today and the wonderful work that they're doing in all corners of the nation worldwide. And then everyone else is like, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for the work in corners (laughs) Today. (laughs) That's funny. And what else I thought was horrible and cheesy and I hated it is that the people in the circle would use the same like rise and fall of the officiator's voice. Oh, they'd mimic that. Yes. They just couldn't help it. I always thought it was stupid. (laughs) They should do it like slam poetry. (laughs) Tom, where are you? Let's get some slam. Let's do this. That's funny. Okay. Anyway, that shit happens. And then Peter says, now that the officiators pushed the button and Peter's not talking in the speaker, Mm -hmm. the sisters will unveil their faces. Aw, thanks. What was that even for? Here's what it is, honestly. When someone is doing the true order of prayer, like supposedly doing the second Aaronic priesthood sign or whatever, that's a direct connection to God. And And God can't look on women's faces. Women don't get the direct connection. They cover their faces. Okay. Because you got to have the priesthood. you got to have a penis. Okay. 
Anyway, everyone sits down. Or maybe God can't even look at women because they're too beautiful. So fucking sexy. Take that, God. <laughs> so stupid, you guys. <laughs> wow. Okay, we're almost to the veil. So we all sat down, and the voice says, we will now uncover the veil. Ooh. And then it's like this noisy, clanky curtain sound. <laughs> and the huge curtains in the backdrop go. Like they're parting. Yes, the curtains part. And it's always loud and weird sounding. I remember the first time I went through the temple, I was like, what's behind there? What's behind there? <laughs> Thinking it was going to be like God or some shit. Come on down. <laughs> I'd like to trade what's behind this curtain <laughs> for something else because this is bullshit. <laughs> so the big velvety curtain moves and behind it is like sheer, but not sheer. You can't see through it. You can kind of see shadows through it. It's just a white curtain. That's the veil. Hanging down. Yeah. It probably is the exact same material as all your temple garments. Oh those shit, are all you're very probably sheer. right. You look like a curtain already with a green apron <laughs> on top. <laughs> uh-huh. So sexy. Mm-hmm. You've seen me in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to unsee that, but that's okay. impossible. <laughs> the veil drops, or it's there. You can just now see it because they moved the big curtain. The officiator takes a pointer, so they all have a pointer, like in a little pocket. Like a laser pointer? No, but that's cats bad chase them around. Oh my god. <laughs> Again, I would pay my tithe and to go back to see Laser Point. Just, a bunch of cats chasing. Just, I just need one cat. One cat to shred the shit oh, out of nice. the entire veil. Attempting <laughs> to chase the Laser Pointer. I <laughs> like would it. would have so much fun. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and then it's coming after all the you know weird temple clothes in there because it's like oh, yeah. one big room it's full big of curtain. lace curtains. I wonder if anyone Sheer snuck curtains. a Laser Pointer into the temple just to fuck with people. No, because everyone's scared shitless. That's true. About every single thing they do in there. Fine. Fine. All right. And then Peter's voice says, brethren and sisters, this is the veil of the temple. I will now explain the marks on the veil. These four marks are the marks of the holy priesthood and corresponding marks are found in your individual garment. The one on the right is the mark of the square. It is placed in the garment over the right breast, suggesting to the mind exactness in honor in keeping the covenants entered into this day. So more more threats. Mm-hmm. Tell me anyone if, if you had this happen. They open up the little the little extendable pointer. Pointer. And every time they point at the veil, I can't tell if they're pointing at a little mark. Or if it's like they're pointing at the opening. Because to me, it always looks like they're pointing at the opening. But there's a mark there, too. I never— How many openings are in the veil? Well, there's openings for all your hands to go through. But there were supposed (laughs) to be little marks like are on your your temple garments. They match. Huh. Not one time did I go through the temple where it didn't look like they were pointing to the wrong place. Moving on. Okay. The one on the left is the mark of the compass. It is placed in the garment over the left— Rest, suggesting to the mind an undeviating course leading to eternal life. A constant reminder that the desires, appetites, and passions are to be kept within the bounds the Lord has set, and that all truth may be circumscribed into one great whole. <laughs> How great is this whole? Because, Pretty great. <laughs> okay, this is the navel mark. It is placed in the garment over the navel, suggesting to the mind the need of constant nourishment to the body and spirit. Tell them the navel. We're close. <laughs> we are so close, guys. Then the knee mark. This is the knee mark. It is placed in the right leg of the garment so as to be over the kneecap, suggesting that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is the Christ. Okay, get ready. 
These other three marks are for convenience in working at the veil. Through this one, the person representing the Lord puts forth his right hand to test our knowledge of the tokens of the holy priesthood. So that's like a hand coming through, and you do like the the handshake. Yes. It's the handle. It's the (laughs) handhold. Through the one on our right, he asks us certain questions. Through the one on the left, we give our answers. Again, there's all these holes and signs and shit, but I swear to God, they only point to the holes with the pointer. Okay. (sighs) I'm a little upset about this. If you're following along, raise your hand. (laughs) (laughs) As the officiator who now represents Peter— This is just saying what you're looking at now. So Peter steps to the front of the veil, and another male worker, of course, steps behind it to represent the Lord. Hmm. A small mallet hangs on the metal frame which supports the veil. What's the mallet for? So it's a stupid little mallet with like a rubbery end. It's it's silver with a white rubbery end. It's hanging there with a little rope. So fucking stupid. (laughs) And then Peter's voice says, as all of you will have to pass through the veil, we will show you how this is to be done. The person is brought to this point, and the worker gives three distinct taps with the mallet. And then the officiator wraps the mallet three times. And I love when they go to swing one time and they miss, or they hit the curtain and it doesn't make a sound. (laughs) What's supposed to happen? Bonk, bonk, bonk. Whereas the Lord parts the veil and asks, so now you see like some— So it's like knocking on—knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Is that what it is? Anyway, mallet, tap, tap, tap. And now you see the Lord, meaning old man behind the veil, sticking his hand slightly through the it's veil, like, parting who's, it. Who's waking me up? I got to get a nap before I go uh-huh. get my early birth special. I was special. watching my stories. <laughs> <laughs> it's better be good. So he slightly parts it, but at, but you can't see anything. You just see that it's slightly open. Like, Lord, who's out there? And seriously, if you're God or the Lord Who Jesus, there? if you're Jesus, you're like, I know who's out there. <laughs> right. And I don't want your shit, missionaries. <laughs> you should know who's <laughs> out there. You're Jesus. <laughs> oh, are you part of like Joseph Smith's like weird cult thing? <laughs> no, thank you. No, I'm good. Y'all already <laughs> fucked up my words. <laughs> Go sell crazy someplace else. <laughs> We're all stocked up here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the Lord parts the veil and asks, what is wanted? If I'm banging shit to get into heaven (laughs) and the Lord's like, what is wanted? I'll be like, you motherfucker. You should be like, hey, hey, welcome home. I made you a pot roast. Not (laughs) what is wanted. Uh, So then Peter says, Adam, having been true and faithful in all things, desires further light and knowledge by conversing with the Lord through the veil. Then the Lord says, present him at the veil and his request shall be granted. Peter, the person is then brought to this point whereupon the Lord puts forth his right hand, gives the first token of the Aaronic priesthood, and asks, what is that? Peter says, the first token of the Aaronic priesthood. Lord says, has it a name? Peter says, it has. Lord says, will you give it to me? Peter says, I will through the veil. The person then gives through the veil the name of this token, which is the new name received in the temple that day. The Lord then gives a second token of the Aaronic priesthood and asks, what is that? So we go through the whole fucking thing. All the tokens. What is that? What is that? This is when you're supposed to have that shit memorized, right? That's insane. Yeah. So you have either the matron or the man matron standing next to you. <laughs> so if you get stuck, they're going to be like, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a lot of bullshit. And it takes forever. Yeah. And it, I, while you were just sort of rambling, because I tuned out a little bit, I just Googled <laughs> how many people die every day. And this came up from the World Economic Forum. So nearly 150,000 people die every day. So you're telling me that every day, 150,000 people have to get to heaven or whatever, 
and prove they're worthy with all this stupid malarkey and handshakes and saying the right thing and doing the Pele Ale Well, or no, the they don't. If you die and you haven't actually learned them because you weren't a Mormon, you never went to the temple, that's what the Mormon people are doing in the temple, being proxy for the person who never learned no, it. In the I first get time. that. So you're saying of that 150,000 people who die every day, what's the percentage of them who are actually Mormon? Like 0.001, <laughs> maybe. So 100 people are Mormon, let's say, and they go through this every day. So God is so fucking sick of this shit. Or Peter, whoever's at the gates, going, do you know they have fucking handshakes? Do you know what's called the sure sign of the nail? Blah, blah, blah. I bet whoever has to take those handshakes as people go in, they have the most calloused fucking hands Ever. Like you thought the holes in the hands were hard for Jesus. Imagine having to do the handshakes with all of these fucking oh, people. And it's totally an admin. <laughs> that shit's been delegated <laughs> down the line. Well, who's doing it then? Better not be Job. <laughs> he had all sorts of weird Job. shit on his hands and leprosy and whatnot. What if he did the handshake and his hand fucking fell off? We can't have that. I thought that was all cleared up when you get to heaven. <sighs> yes. <laughs> this is all fake, Mary. <laughs> this is going to be a two yeah. hour long episode if you okay. don't let me get through this. All right. Get to it. Okay, so you're getting all the weird handshakes from the Lord through these openings, these like handholes in this veil. He asks you and you have to reply what it is, right? So then we get to, he gives you the patriarchal grip, okay, and asks, what is that? And then you say the second token of the Melchizedek priesthood, the patriarchal grip or sure sign of the nail. You have mm -hmm. to remember that shit. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The Lord said, has it a name? And then you say, it has. And then the Lord says, will you give it to me? And now you got to say something totally different. I cannot. I have not yet received it. For this purpose, I have come to converse with the Lord through the veil. So one time I said, I have yet not received it. Uh-oh. Mm -mm. Back the fuck up. You're doing it again. Really? Yes. Because you said it wrong. Yes. You have to say it exactly. And what is it? I've not yet received it? I have not yet received it. Which, by the way, I would never say that in real life. Well, most <laughs> of this shit I would never say. Let's be honest. I have not yet received it. Mm -hmm. So then the Lord says, you shall receive it, and before 1990s, upon the five points of fellowship through the veil. Um, actually, the five points of fellowship would have been a long time ago. I and could be wrong. That's the places they touch you. Yes. Through the veil. It is received as left arms are placed upon right shoulders through the veil. The five points of fellowship are inside of right foot by the side of right foot, knee to knee, breast to breast, hand to back, and mouth to ear. So you are basically giving the most uncomfortable, intimate, chest-to-chest, ear-to-ear hug with some dude behind a thin curtain that you have no idea who he is, mm -hmm. but he's supposed to be the Lord. Ugh. It's creepy. It's so creepy. So the Lord then gives the name of this token and asks, what is that? And you got to repeat your shit again, Pedro, blah, blah, blah. And then the Lord says, will you give it to me? I will through the veil. So then the person repeats back the name of this token as he receives it, upon which the Lord says, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, where does it say the name of it? Well, I'll just tell you, this is the name of it. I have this memorized. Health in the navel. Marrow in the bones, strength in the loins and in the sinews, power in the priesthood be upon me and upon my posterity <laughs> through all generations of time and throughout all eternity. <laughs> That's a shitty name. Right? <laughs> like, what if that was your name? <laughs> Health and able bear the most relevant. It would make filling out forms a bitch, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> or like if you have to write your name a hundred times on the chalkboard because you talked in class. Fuck. <laughs> How is that a name? That's the name. I thought the name was the sure sign of the nail and the patriarchal grip no. or whatever the fuck. This is so stupid. Someone someone write in and fucking clear this up. <laughs> I, I have been into this so deep that I can't even think straight about it. I'm just glad we're almost through it. Then Peter says he is admitted into the presence of the Lord. We will now report. 
Report what? So now Peter's like, Jehovah, we've been down. So now now Peter has to tell Jehovah all the shit. <laughs> Elohim's coming up. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard from Elohim in a while. Right? Mm-hmm. Then Peter reports all the shit, like reviews everything that just happened, which is like five minutes worth. <laughs> reviews all that shit to Jehovah. And Jehovah mm-hmm. says, it is well, Peter, James, and John. Oh, and then he talks to Elohim. Elohim, Peter, James, and John have been down to the man Adam and his posterity in the treasure, blah, blah, blah. Why the fuck can't Peter tell him? We've been over this. I think Jehovah gets fucking whiplash from like, Peter, Elohim, Peter, Elohim. Uh-huh. Then Elohim says, it is well. Jehovah instruct Peter, James, and John to introduce the man Adam and his posterity at the veil, where we will give unto him the name of the second token of the Melchizedek priesthood, the patriarchal grip or sure sign of the nail, preparatory to their entering into our presence. So, Shelly, right about now, everyone's expecting to hear from Pirate God. I can't believe you let them down. The music's playing. Everybody's like, oh, we're excited. We're going to hear from Pirate God. And and Pirate God's not saying dick right now. No, no. (laughs) But Jehovah's about to say dick. Oh, really? Are you ready? Okay. It shall be done, Elohim. Peter, James, and John, you will introduce the man Adam and Eve, blah, blah, blah. So now, of course, Jehovah has to tell Peter, James, and John, even though they're all in the fucking same room. So then, um, brethren and sisters, we are instructed to introduce you at the veil. So they take everyone to the veil now, talks about what you do at the veil, blah, blah, blah. And then basically, if you were there in pre-1990s, literally there's like one, two, three, four, five, six fucking pages of like 10 font of shit that they removed in mid-1990s. God, it must have taken forever. Oh, my God. It's just like you listening to them talk about what it's all about and the sacred oranges and the internal blah, 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 blah. I must have added like 30 minutes to this shit. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. It's only taken us like 25 episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I won't bore you with reading these five or six pages. Too late. Oh, God. <laughs> you are not bored. You are becoming informed. Okay, so maybe we should hear from Pirate God before we move on from I this think, section. <laughs> I think Pirate God needs to explain this a little better than what Elohim has. Go ahead. All right, let's see. Jehovah! Instruct that fucker Adam to, like, put his nail in the hole if you catch my meaning. Oh, Once again, I would pay tithing all over again if I could do temple sessions with Pirate God. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that the last we're going to hear from Pirate God, we think? Is that it? I think Elohim is out of this at this point. Sorry. Oh, wow. Okay. He needs to walk the plank. You know what? To Pirate God. Good job, Pirate God. Thank you, Pirate God. Way to go, God. (laughs) Appreciate you. Okay, so finally, we're going to go to the veil. Everyone gets in the line, and you walk up, and you feel here like feet shuffling, and all these matrons and man matrons come out of nowhere, and they're all standing by these poles that have the stupid... Tap, tap, tap thingies on them. What are they called? Gongs? No. Mallets? Yes. Thank you. How many are there? Oh, depending on the size of the temple. Like, so everybody's got to knock, knock, knock on heaven's door? Everyone has to go through the knock, knocking. <laughs> Everyone. And but they have lines. So it's like you're in a bunch of different lines. Yes. Okay. Yes. And there's a matron or a man matron standing there because they're the one who's going to act like Peter. Mm-hmm. and say, tap, tap, tap. And Laura's like, what is wanted? And then there's like, oh, this person. And then you tell them your name, either your real name that, that's like you were born with or the actual real name of the person that you're doing 
the ceremony for who's oh, already died. Oh, you the new name yet? No, new name is the first token. I don't know. I've lost it now. <laughs> anyway, so now you go through all of the shit again that they just showed how to do it. Now you're doing it all again. Are and you believe prompted you are, or are you just on your own trying to come up with a shit? You're on your own. How do you remember what to do in the what order? Well, if you forget, because the Lord's like, what is wanted? And the person says, Peter says, e, blah, blah, blah. And then the Lord puts his hand through the veil and says, what? He gives you the, the token, the handshake, and he says, what is this? And you have to reply with, it's the first token of the Aaronic priesthood. Then he, yeah, you memorize this shit. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. That's freaky. I know. And if you're not sure, you can look at the matron or man matron, but, uh, you know, you're like, help me. You have to look. And you feel like a dipshit, especially if it's the very first one. If you, like, brain fart and you can't remember, uh, it's the first. Wow. It's so fucking like the first time Anxiety where I— Anxiety-making. Oh, yeah. The first time I was actually able to do the entire thing without help from the matron was like the most successful day of my life back then. <laughs> oh, shit. Which is so stupid. <laughs> so they're there to help you? They actually help you get through it? Well, yeah, because no one's going to have it memorized their first 10,000 times that they go. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh-huh. So now they do all that, and then it's the time when you have to do the five points of fellowship where you're, like, touching boobs and shit, and then, <laughs> like, that's correct. And then the worker again says, Adam, blah, 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 desires now to enter, enter his presence. And the Lord, who is old man who just had his breasts on your breasts, says, let him, <laughs> let him enter. And then he grabs your hand and pulls you in. To the veil. Through the veil. Through the veil. And half the time, I'm like, fuck, where do I go now? Because you can't automatically see where the celestial room is. So now you get to go in the celestial room. As if you're in heaven. Yes. <laughs> and a celestial room sucks. It's always like like floral decorations and $20 million chandeliers that could have fed a lot of homeless people. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be quiet. You're whisper, whisper. Wow, heaven sounds shitty. Heaven. It's so boring. Mormon heaven, no fucking thank <laughs> no. you. A, I don't do floral. B, I can't keep quiet. Uh-huh. Um, and, and who C, cares about fancy chandeliers and yeah, shit? No, and C, I just was breast to breast with a stranger. Thank God for mints. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, indeed, the clothing is ridiculous. My heaven is nude. <laughs> if you want to be. With consent. Yes. Can you believe it? We finished the temple. That's it? That's it. So you go into the celestial room, and then what happens? You fucking leave when you want. You got to go back to the locker room and get undressed and put your church clothes back on and pack up your packet, make sure it's all folded nice. That's right. That's what that's called. Pillowcase. Yeah. Yeah. Packet. So then you leave and and everyone turns to each other, your spouse or whoever, and you say, gosh, I just feel so spiritual right now. No. I feel so close to the Lord. No, you say, I am so hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Because it took hours. Yeah. So Brent and I would go to the temple and then there was a sandwich shop right nearby that we'd always go to. And they had more than sandwiches. It was like this little old Asian lady who worked there 24 hours a day. She was always there. The food was amazing. And I swear to you, I think I would have gone to the temple less were it not for that sandwich shop. (laughs) I always looked forward to the meal afterward. Never looked forward to the ceremony. Oh my God. Which temple was this? Uh, In D.C. D.C. temple. Yeah. So that's where you did most of your temple work or whatever the fuck? Yeah, I mean, we've lived here longer than anywhere at this point and had a lot of years where I wasn't pregnant at the end. And Brent's parents were out here as temple workers for a year, so of course we had to go all the fucking time to look like good kids. Oh, God. Those no, sandwiches, though, I tell you what. You know what? No wonder you have PTSD-type nightmares. Seriously. Mm-hmm. This stuff is insane. If I could just dream about arugula. <laughs> it's a nice dream. Because, God, chimichurri is the 
best. That's what I'm talking about. It's got the garlic in there and the Your chimichurri is similar to the color of the uh, temple apron. It's earthier than that color. I'm not <laughs> sure true. what that color does not exist in nature. I am so exhausted. My mouth is dry. This has been a wow. temple ceremony from hell, which they all are. Wow. Thank you, listeners, Finally, for sticking we're through, through it. it. I know. God. Yeah. That took forever. Well, it does. Yeah. I think we need a little break. Let's take a break. Let's I'm, I'm going to drink some wine it. and we'll come back with some patrons. What do you say? I like it. Be right back. All right. We're back. For some patron names. Patrons. Can I just start up? I wish you really would. This first one's a double. A it's double. Maddie and Christy E. Now, oh. do we assume they are sisters or lovers? Oh, my goodness. Let's go with lovers. And if you're sisters, we're sorry. So lovers, Maddie and Christy <laughs> E for eternal. Eternal lovers. Oh, wow. Maddie and Christy. No pressure. None. <laughs> I'm not one to pressure eternal anything. Oh, gosh. No, it's not me. <laughs> is Next it? is Melissa A. You want that one? A for uh, angst. That's the angst I feel whenever you talk about forever relationships. <laughs> Shit. Okay, well, in that case, next is Joanne W. And I'm saying, why? <laughs> Joanne, why? Why do you feel this angst? Next is Amy R. What's your response? Rutabaga. Oh, God. Amy? <laughs> That's just my subject change. Okay, that was, that was slick. I didn't, <laughs> Wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Squirrel! <laughs> okay. Okay, Amy Rutabaga. And finally, this one doesn't need a last name because she gave us her full name, and it is Just Plain Vicky. Great. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, Just Plain Vicky and all the patrons. Seriously, thank you, thank you so much for your support. Mm-hmm. If you would like to join us on Patreon, as usual, please visit patreon.com slash latterdaylesbian. We'll be there waiting. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going nowhere. No, no. All no. right. Before we go, let's thank Dan at Extension Audio. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. Thank you. And everybody, please steer clear of those cults because they're no joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.